industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and delighted to be with you once again on yet another snowy day. Of course, every day is just just about every day is a snowy day at the moment, which uh, which I'm quite happy with. For anyone who's been to my Facebook page, if um, if if you're a friend on Facebook, you'll see that I uploaded a video of Mike uh, tobogganing the other day, sledding down our local cottage road with uh, with one of his daughters, and that is the sort of quintessential. Uh, winter's day we absolutely love. But I know that as I'm recording this, most of the US is recovering from really, really significant snowfall, as are parts of Europe that just don't see it at all. I was looking at uh, something on TV on the news about uh, southern Italy and the mass of snow that they've had. So, So we are definitely not alone up here with our snowfall. And in fact, we've probably got a lot less than Many, many other people have at the moment. It's going to be white for the next four months, and uh, I'm quite happy with it. But hey, I've just booked my flight to Amsterdam to go to the Vacation Rental Managers Association conference in March, where I'm going to be speaking. So I'm really excited about that. So anybody who's going to VRMA Europe in Amsterdam, um, let me know, because I'd love to get together, have a coffee, have dinner, lunch, whatever. I'm only there for two days, um, three days, I think. I arrive in on the Sunday and then head back to Toronto on the Wednesday. So that's a lot of fun. And I'm also off to Belize in four weeks' time for my annual winter getaway. For, the, for those of you who, who've been listening for, for a couple of years, know that I take off for about 10 days every, every February just to get away, middle of winter, go away and have some decent sunshine. So I'm going to stay in a looks like a fabulous villa in Placentia in Belize. And of course, I will report back on that experience because you know how much I love to go and be a guest. So far, it's been a, a not bad experience, although I, I really would prefer to communicate directly with owners and not have to go through another platform, to go through another site's platform that really, really annoys me. I, I want that communication, direct communication with the owner. I'd, I'd like to be able to just drop them an email at any time, although I don't. I'm, I'm not that much of a high maintenance guest. But it, it's, it's just nice to have their personal email so I can add it to my whitelist. You know, it's just something that I, I prefer to have. But anyway, that's that's here or there, neither here nor there. So I don't know what got me onto that. It's getting a little bit on my uh, my soapbox there. Not the topic of today's podcast at all. And I'm I'm just so delighted that today I'm talking again to one of the who I think is one of the most nicest people in this industry. In fact, um, he and his partner are the nicest people. That's Alex Nig. And uh, six months ago, I interviewed Alex and Tammy uh, and Tammy Sims, and we talked about the app, the Properly app, which I have uh, been using, and I have heard so many people talk so highly of. 
But I wanted to catch up with Alex after six months. I know I saw him at the Vacation um, Rental Success Summit in Toronto last April. And that was the first time I'd met him and uh, Tammy face to face. And we, we had some great conversations. And I'm so pleased he's coming back to VRSS again this year. Um, but I, I know a lot has been going on in the world of Properly. And I saw pictures of Alex and Tammy on stage at the Airbnb Open with Chip Conley, uh, the head of hospitality. So clearly, clearly these guys are are growing exponentially. And I wanted to catch up with Alex and find out what's new with Properly. I wanted to talk about changeovers in general because it's a question that people often ask when they first go into this into the business, particularly if they're going to be remote hosts. What do I do about my changeovers? You know, how can I be confident in in the person that I've chosen to manage my changeovers, and what happens if it all goes wrong? So, because both Alex and Tammy are remote hosts, they have um, properties in in the west of the US and they live, I mean, Alex lives much of his time in um, uh, New Zealand. So I wanted to, to catch up with, uh, with, with what's new. And if Alex, well, you know, what sort of tips Alex has got to help those of you who are currently remote hosts or who are thinking about becoming a remote host. So without further ado, let's move on over to the interview with Alex Nig of Properly. Well, it's an absolute pleasure to have uh, Alex with me. How are you and where are you, Alex? Hi, Heather. I'm very, very happy to be here, um, like to be on your podcast again. I'm in Wellington, New Zealand, actually, today, um, which is where our main development office is now. That is wonderful. So as, as ever, I always ask about the weather. What, it's, it's your summer, isn't it? Um, it is, but you know, this being Wellington, um, I haven't looked out the window for five minutes, so I can't actually tell you what the weather's like because it does change every two minutes. Um, last time I checked, it was sunny, but that doesn't mean there's not going to be gale force storms in three minutes from now. I, I, I just hear that that New Zealand is so fabulous, and I, you know, one day I will. It, it's it's on my bucket list. I, I guess one day when I'll retire, but I can't ever imagine retiring. So, but I will come there one day. <laughs> Please, please do and come visit us. It, it, it's an amazing country. It's, I'm completely in love with the country and I, I think you'll like it. Well, that's, uh, you know, that, that, that's definitely another reason to bump it up my bucket list. And here, you know, it's just white. Well, that's, that's really nice too. We were actually we're in Montana for Christmas and um, sort of having a white Christmas is really nice too. Yes, yeah, but uh, living in a black and white world for, for five months, <laughs> it, it'll get a bit wearing when we get into March. But anyway, you've had the most amazingly busy six months. Um, I've, I've seen you popping up all over the place, all over the world, in fact. So, so give us a quick rundown on what you've been doing. Yeah, um, it's it's been a very busy um, last six months. We've had a couple of big product launches. Um, the main one is that, that properly um, our company um, we launched a web app specifically um, aimed at property managers. Um, as part of that, um, we've been crisscrossing the globe a little bit, uh, meeting with owners, property managers, and hosts. So I started in um, Auckland and Wellington um, in October, um, then moved to Sydney and Melbourne, meeting with more owners and property managers there. Then um, was in Barcelona for Antonio's um, summit, um, then moved from Barcelona to um, LA, where we were speaking at Airbnb Open, which was an amazing experience. 
and then capped off the end of the year by coming back to New Zealand, which is where our main office is right now. I mean, our, our head office is in San Francisco, but uh, the most people in the company are in Wellington, New Zealand. So yeah, it's been it's been a very very busy last six months. And your property is where? My property is, uh, we've got two Tammy's properties is in Seattle, um, in Washington State, and my property is in San Francisco, um, California. And then we've got a tent or like yes, that we soon will be turning into a glamping resort. And that soon has been coming for a long time um, in uh, on the South Island in New Zealand. Oh, wow. That, that's a sort of yurt type of thing is it yeah no exactly it's a it's a belt and um it's sort of a labor of love and so it's been very very long <laughs> in in coming but it's 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 coming together and um you, know, so you, you talked about retirement one day in the far distant future when we retire this is this is the place we'd love to be so i think we want to turn it into a little bit of a glamping resort and it's, it's coming along nicely so we've been doing a little bit of construction there too oh that sounds fantastic i'd uh yeah, I'd love to hear more about that too. Just going back on your properties in San Francisco and Seattle, though. I mean, this is something that we talked about when when we uh, did our interview back June. Uh, was was remote management. So we're going to come along and talk about that a bit more because I've had so many questions from people about remote management. So I thought you are the definitely the go to person to ask about that. But I just want to just pop back a bit to you saying you're at the Airbnb Open. I've never been to an Airbnb Open. I hear about it. I know when they're going on, it just sounds like the most amazing event. Can you can you give us some idea of, of what it was like, what the atmosphere was like? Um, and also what the takeaways um, you got with regard to the vacation rental industry as a whole? Yeah, it... Um... I think amazing is the way to describe it. It is. I think it's very, very different from anything else you'll see in the vacation rental industry. Um, it's really a festival now. It's not a trade show. It's not a conference. Um, I think it's a festival. I think it very much reflects um, Chip Conley's vision. Chip is like Airbnb Open. Uh, Chip is the head of uh, global head of hospitality at Airbnb and head of strategy. And Airbnb Open is very much um, his baby and his brainchild. Like it's really difficult to describe it. I think um, I think the way Chip has described it is um, a mix between three ideas: um, Sundance on the one hand side, um, so basically the visual arts and um, and uh, and entertain or like, you know, sort of more of a um, like a take on the arts. Um, the second component is a TED talk, um, like where people listen to interesting ideas from uh, from interesting speakers. And then the third component, I think that's very much um, part of where Chip's coming from. And I think it was very well reflected this year's Burning Man. Um, Burning Man is an annual festival in the desert that now attracts 50, 60,000 people, um, started in San Francisco and has now become a global event that's held every year in the in the um, in the desert in Nevada, and it's um, it's again, it's this idea of creating a like a society, um, like a temporary society for one week, and building a city around it. Um, so, like to describe Airbnb Open, it's really a mixture of the three. Um, so it had a lot of the the festival component in it that there was lots of opportunity for people to meet each other. Um, I think it was interesting in that it was set in downtown LA, so um, it was spread across about a dozen different venues meaning that you constantly had to move from one venue to the other, which very, very much um, encouraged um, meeting other people and talking to other people. And I think that's the part that they really um, managed extremely well this year, um, where there was tons and tons of opportunities to bump into other property managers, other hosts, other owners, um, and exchange ideas with them. So very much a festival and very, very much different from anything else I've seen in the industry. 
That sounds fascinating. It really does. Because when you were at um, our Vacation Rental Success Summit in April, which is sort of a conventional type of conference, as is really the Home Away conference, uh, the Home Away summits as well. Uh, you'll probably agree. Very you know, fairly conventional uh, VRMA. If you you know if you go to a VRMA conference, that's almost exactly the same. So I love this idea of of just going off track and and coming up with with something totally new. And now having heard what you've said about it, I get it. I get what the buzz is about going to the Airbnb open. Yeah, it's um you know it's it's also it has a huge production budget, um, which I I'd, I'd assume is in the tens of millions of dollars. Um, you know, sort of there is entertainment around it. There is, um, it's, it's, it's one big show. I think this was a very special one in that it was the coming out um, sort of show for the new product that Airbnb is launching for the Trips product. So I think they took out all the stops this time. Um, and also they chose um, LA because of the sort of connotation with entertainment. And um, I think that's one of Brian Chesky's ideas of presenting ideas in a cinematic way. And um, it, I think they really, really managed to drive that that, that theme home. So it's it's a, it's really a fun event. Um, I, I think you should go. I think you'd very much, very much enjoy it. Now it's, it's very different, as you said. Um, if I think of um, the Vacation Rental Success Summit, um, like... That is, in terms of what I learned, I learned a lot more at your event than I than I learned at Airbnb. Airbnb is a lot more fun, um, but your event, I think, is still the one that I think I found the sort of like the most interesting group of people concentrated in a in a very small space um, and sort of with constant opportunities to exchange ideas with people who are far, far, far advanced in the game. What did you take away with regard to the vacation rental industry as, as a whole and where it's going? A couple of things. I mean, there's obviously there's a huge amount of buzz around the industry and um, the sheer amount of money that Airbnb spent on this shows that things are moving, that this is an industry in growth and that there's a ton of opportunity ahead. Um, so tons and tons of ambition um, and lots of opportunity. Um, more specifically, I think as far as Airbnb is concerned, um, it was very clear that Airbnb is now really opening up to the vacation rental segment. Um, vacation rentals have sort of been a little bit the neglected part of Airbnb. That At the beginning, it was very much focused on urban areas, on primary residents, not secondary residents, um, and on home sharing, uh, not whole house. Um, at this Airbnb Open, it was very clear that they're embracing vacation rental industry. There was a, a, a slew of events put on specifically for property managers and for, for, for vacation rental owners. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's clear that that's the next big area that they're pushing into. Um, the third area is, um, I think there was a huge amount of emphasis on guest experience. Obviously, guest experience is at the core of the Trips product that Airbnb is launching um, and or has launched. Um, The Trips product is basically um, integrating all other aspects of travel into the Airbnb experience. So anything from um, having curated local guides that can show you through town to um, having very specific experiences that you can participate in to um, finding restaurants and finding community um, in the areas that you travel to. And I thought that was interesting because that's been a theme that you've been pushing for a long time, actually focusing on not just the um, the accommodation, but actually focusing on the on the guest experience. So I think guest experience was very much the, the theme of this Airbnb Open. And um, among the property managers that I spoke to, um, a big part of the discussion was about how can you deliver that uh, in a scalable way, i.e. how can you mass customize experiences? How can you actually tailor experiences to the guests um, and how can you deliver that um, in a way that that works for for a property manager yeah i i came across this on a bigger scale 
than than I've seen it before with at the VRMA Europe conference in Barcelona where I heard um, Martin Picard of Rizi talking and I'm sure you've come across Martin um, absolutely yeah he's that is that is just the core of his business where and he he came across with with this um, this concept that you take you know the rental part of vacation rental is not important it's it's the vacation part that, that really impacted me it got me in fact just personally it's got me thinking about my own property and al- although the accommodation is fantastic actually thinking more about making the the experience better so i i, I just love this whole idea of of, of creating more of an experience um, for, for, for guests of any time. Yeah, and I think, I think that was, um, I mean, if I sort of look at what's happening with Airbnb, I think it's, it's quite interesting that it's coming from them and makes a lot of sense because as Airbnb is pushing into the vacation rental space, um, I think a logical um, outcome of that is that um, increasingly the accommodations that Airbnb will offer in that space will be um, shared with other listing platforms, which means that Airbnb will not have that the, like sort of that aura of exclusivity and um, and locations that can only be booked on Airbnb. Um, so once that happens, um, I think the company will need to look at um, differentiating in other ways, i.e. if the same property is available on Booking.com and HomeAway and VRBO and Airbnb, um, what does what 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 sets Airbnb apart? And mm-hmm. I think that's that's really the challenge that they're trying to tackle with this. It's not something that they spoke about explicitly, but um, for me, I'm putting two and two together. And I think sort of the push into the vacation rental industry um, in conjunction with the push around the trips product sort of shows us a little bit where things are going. That um, for Airbnb to have a differentiated premium product um, in an otherwise relatively undifferentiated um, vacation rental industry where like listings of commodities that are spread across multiple platforms, like that's part of, I think, where, where things might go. And I think it's also a really interesting opportunity for property managers because I think we all face the same dilemma of how do we make our property stand out? Um, and um, I think guest experience is one of those things where we can take an otherwise ordinary listing and uh, turn it into something extraordinary. And I think, you know, more and more people are going to have to look at this because of the just the sheer numbers of new entrants um i was talking to richard vorton a couple of weeks ago and he he in turn was had been talking to an, a, an owner in wales who said that a, a year ago there were there were 700 properties in his sort of vicinity and six months later there were seven thousand. that's that's exactly right and i'm hearing that all around the world i talked to um owners and hosts in melbourne recently and in sydney and in sydney they were telling us that um when they started there was 50 people um that um were renting out their home in their neighborhood and now there is six thousand or so so like there's there's definitely been explosive growth and and i think we all have to think about how we're going to differentiate our listing yeah absolutely and uh yeah i'm that that is that is just so interesting that the, the, just the scale of of the growth. Um, I, th- I think it's going to take people aback actually when you when they suddenly begin to realise that the competition is just massive. So we'll see how that goes. So Alex, um, you talk to owners. You're involved in with with properly in the sort of changeover management side of the business. What are you hearing from owners about what their pain points are? I mean, sort of just like connecting back to the topic we just came from, I think part of it is um, I think owners around the world are starting to realize that um, supply is growing very rapidly and um, there is a need to differentiate. And um, 
you have to differentiate by offering um, a differentiated of like one of the ways to differentiate is by offering a differentiated guest experience and a good way of um, dif- offering a differentiated guest experience is like obviously you start by communication by communicating with the guest but then you have to offer them something that's tailored and customized to what they specifically need and to delivering that remotely is is a challenge um, so you need to have good processes in place so you can actually cater and create an experience specific to that guest so if I think of overarching themes that's a that's a big one longer term theme that that I hear a lot about. When I think of more specific things that um, hosts um, are dealing with, I, I re- like I, like increasingly I see that because the industry is growing so so fast, um, there's a very meaningful percentage of owners and hosts that are very new to this game and um, are still dealing with um, some of the like sort of I should call it teething problems of uh, of becoming an owner and sort of dealing with you know, sort of table stakes kind of issues like making sure that the um, the housekeeping person the the cleaning professional actually shows up or that they show up on time, um, knowing that they're there. Um, knowing that they've arrived, um, sort of like the very, very basics, finding finding a good resource is a huge topic, um, finding a good cleaner, particularly in uh, some of the less traditional areas. In urban areas, it's becoming a big problem as there's a huge amount of churn in that, in that segment. Um, so just basically dealing with the basics of finding someone to turn over the place, doing that re- like reliably, knowing that the person has arrived when they've arrived, and then knowing that they've got all the tools to do their job, um, particularly if they're dealing with a situation where that person might actually turn over like themselves quite quite frequently. So you have to re-educate or retrain um, a replacement, always have a couple of replacements in, in place. So two big themes, um, one table stakes, how to get this up and running um, and how to deal with the basics. And then the, the second big theme, um, how to get to the next level of, um, of not just doing managing a turnover, but actually managing a holistic um, guest experience. Yeah, and that, has, as, as you say, going back to that original, that, that, that topic we were talking about, about the guest experience, somebody managing that whole experience is, is so important. I was reading an article the other day written by a guest who went to uh, Thibaut Masson's place in Bali. The blog post was about this group's stay at uh, Bulung Daya and how fabulously they were looked after by the house manager um, from having all the meals cooked for them to having their, their excursions arranged and you know arriving to drinks and it just sounded like the most fabulous experience now i know you know the accommodation is amazing and he talked about in the in the blog post the guest talked about how how great the accommodation was but what came across so powerfully was that experience but to get that has to be the the the, the total confidence in that person that's offering all those concierge services because Thibaut is you know he, he lives in amsterdam now and he spends the majority, you know, he, he works for Booking.com. He's, he's living in Amsterdam. So, so he's got people managing that property in, in Bali, um, the same as um, the, his, his other property in the Caribbean. And I can't remember which island it is. Um, but he has to have that huge confidence in that person. How do you actually find somebody like that, Alex? It's it's really really difficult, and it's it's a problem that we hear again and again. Um, the 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 sort of solution that we've come up with is um, the easiest way to find someone like that is from other hosts, from other owners, from other property managers. Because um, if you find someone who's from the industry and who's been working for other people that you very much respect, 
then um, you, you're almost guaranteed success. Now, the question is, how do you do this? Um, and we, there's a couple of um, interesting questions to solve. Um, on the one hand side, part of the industry obviously is quite proprietary about um, who they work with because it is a competitive advantage. But um, over time, I've been actually surprised that it's much less of a challenge than we thought. Um, so the um, and the reason for that is that the sort of our industry, if you're a property manager, then obviously you have very constant flow. But if you're an individual owner, you may manage one, two, three properties. And, and even at full capacity, um, you're never going to enough, have, have enough work to, um, to employ a housekeeper or a cleaner full time. Um, which, which means that uh, at least in um, sort of in Europe and in Canada and in, in the North America, um, which which means that at those levels you have to share them with others. Um, so then the question is, how do you create a mechanism to effectively share your um, your staff, like your your help with others? And that's very much at the core of what we're trying to build or what we have built it properly. Um, and a method to allow everyone to share their housekeepers um, with others, but then at the same time to dip into a very deep pool of resources, um, very curated pool of resources from expert um, from experts like uh, the the Bows and the Martins um, of the world that actually have been using them um, and have relied on their services. So that's. Um, that's sort of at the core of what we do. Specifically, how it works is when you send um, in our product improperly, when you send a checklist um, to um, your housekeeper, to your cleaning professional, to your pool service person, to your, I mean, any any kind of service that you use, um, we then make it uh, like make the opportunity available to that provider to actually list themselves to all other hosts in your area. Um, you always always have first dips, which means anytime you send someone a, um, a booking request or like a request for service, then they automatically, um, for the period of time that they work for you, then they're not like they're not listed on the on the marketplace. But during periods of time when you don't use them, um, then everyone else can actually use their services too. Um, I found that this works amazingly well. Um, like it's and like I'm saying, amazingly. Obviously, this is like what we've created, so we're very much hoping for that. But um, in a couple of first tests. Um, Back in August in San Francisco, I ran into trouble a couple of times in that I had mishaps um, at our San Francisco house. And in each on each occasion, I couldn't find any of my usual cleaners um, to help out. And on each occasion, it took me about seven minutes to get someone else or less than seven minutes in both cases to get someone that I'd never worked with before that had been used by other owners, hosts in San Francisco to jump in um, and actually fix the situation. It was just an amazing experience to find someone. In, in one case, it was a person who had done uh, 100 jobs for other hosts just the prior month. So I knew that she was deeply experienced. Um, and finding her at um, at five minutes notice and then actually more importantly, um, having her be able to come to my house um, with me being far away and um, resolve the issue. The issue in this case was um, some dog smell on a rug that hadn't been dealt with and that was really rightly annoying the guests. Um, was an ama amazing experience. Mm -hmm. I, I can see that happening in, in um, urban areas. Uh, what about in more rural areas? How is, Are you finding that this is spreading out into rural areas as well yeah absolutely i mean it's basically we've got uh we've got about in the thousands of users we've got uh, approaching seven thousand um users of properly around the world um, in 50 countries right now and they're spread all over the world um they're in hundreds of cities around the world um 
And collectively, this group has invited um, almost 2,000 um, cleaning providers um, and service providers, um, and it's and that that's growing extremely quickly. So, you know, of course, 2,000 spread around the world is still a relatively small number, but um, we're seeing it popping up everywhere in the world where there is um, hosts and owners and property managers that use our product. Um, we see like suddenly a supply of um, of service providers pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And it, it very much, um, what we actually, the most interesting thing is um, in, in some areas, we see groups of hosts and owners actually work together and say, we want to use this tool together because by using this tool, we're creating supply in our market. It's, it's sort of a structured way of, um, of both managing our properties, but then also sharing our service providers with each other. Um, one thing I found particularly interesting then that, uh, like in that is um, some of those groups, um, the, the stated objective for them was actually making the job more regular for their service providers. Because what they saw was that their service providers were often jumping between residential cleaning and hospitality cleaning. And um, by banding together and by using their resources collectively, they um, started seeing that they could actually provide them um, a full income just through hospitality services, um, which was good for the community because basically like they had a really well-trained resource then that was um, exclusively providing hospitality cleaning services. Yeah, you've you've touched on a, on a topic that seems to be the the mantra for 2017 because I've heard it so much just in this, this past week, and that's collaboration. That that we seem to be moving to towards more um, collaborative working with with other owners, other property managers. I mean, I see it in in my my area of the world as property managers are beginning to get together and collaborate to to share common common things um which is something that that didn't happen five years ago that everybody was sitting out on their own almost in a vacuum doing their own thing not wanting to share anything and now it uh, is this something you're seeing um across the world yeah that's that's exactly right um because our industry is growing so fast i think we we do have to collaborate um and we all benefit from it so yes if i just mentioned the example of um, cleaners who do both residential cleaning and hospitality cleaning if you look at any urban area um your typical um hospitality uh, like a typical person who does airbnb vrbo um cleanings will probably do 90 percent of their work on the residential side and 10 percent of their work on the hospitality side so it's good for all of us if we start if we start to allow them to specialize. Um, since the two jobs are very very different, um, having a set of really really well versed um, hospitality cleaners available to us as a community is actually a huge benefit to us. Also, being able to exchange experiences with other hosts, um, with other owners. Instead of thinking of the example of um, hot tub maintenance, like that's instead of something like in cottage country, you probably see quite a bit of that. Um, It's something that every owner has to deal with. Um, So why not collaborate with each other and figure out who are the good providers um, and then pass them on from one to the other? Because we all need hot tub maintenance um, like at irregular intervals or like at like sort of once a month, once every few months. which means there is like once we find a good resource, why not share them with the rest of our community? Um, because then they're vetted, because it becomes a curated experience, and because we all benefit. And then, as a, as an industry, we deliver a much better product to the guests, which again helps the industry to grow. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the way that this this industry is is moving. Certainly from you know from from, from our level, from the level of independent uh, independent owners and and perhaps smaller managers. I mean, I'm talking about the smaller managers who don't have a you know full service property management in place. You know, we we have to rely on 
a ton of one-off people in lots of different areas, at least we do. So, so this is all great for me. And I, I for one, am you know, going to start using properly this year with, with all of our owners and, and all of their separate cleaners and property managers to, to give them all that, to give those, um, those service providers that exact advantage that you've been talking about to enable them to grow their own businesses. Because if they're getting um, business from other owners in the area, then it's to everyone's advantage. Exactly. I mean, we want the best ones to to thrive and and to grow because it, it's to everyone's advantage. And then we as a we as a community can then provide better services to our guests, which in turn, you know, ultimately, if anyone in our community delivers a bad service or a bad experience to a guest, then we all suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more of those resources that are available to us, um, the better we can. We as an industry can uh, like the more we as an industry can grow. And I think. Vacation rentals and home sharing as a percentage of total lodging, it's growing fast, but it's still a relatively small component. And sort of you ask at the beginning of themes, I think if there is one overarching theme um, that Doc Quimby at Focusrite always points to, it's the mainstreaming like sort of the uh, of, of vacation rentals, that we're really becoming an industry in our own right um, alongside hotels and more traditional accommodations. And I think that's something that we all benefit tremendously from. Um, but in order to get there, we have to move from a cottage industry of um, of uh, sort of where everyone has to find their own resources and fend for themselves to something that is still very much managed by independents, i.e., by independent owners. But as a group, we can collectively resort to um, to, co- to community and collaborative resources. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we've been talking about properly, but and I've been sort of. Um, Figuring that everybody knows what properly is. So unless they've listened to, you know, if they don't know you and they haven't listened to the previous interview, I think it's probably a good idea to uh, to just jump back to asking you to tell us about the properly app and 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 what it can do for for owners yeah. and managers. Yeah, so the properly app is um, it's we started as a mobile app. Um, it's now much bigger than that. Um, it's also available uh, for desktop as a web app. Um, at its core, it's a housekeeping application that basically allows you to describe in detail what tasks you'd like performed at your cottage, at your vacation rental, at your holiday house. Um, and um, do this in a visual way or as a checklist. Um, we find that checklists are an incredibly efficient tool to communicate um, tasks, to communicate instructions. Um, so you can do it either as a text checklist or you can do it as a visual checklist. Visual checklist means simply you take a photo of your listing. Ideally, you actually take a photo from your listing site, um, which is what your guests expect. Um, and then you annotate it with task icons, like there could be anything I want the um, firewood replaced in the um, fireplace. I'd like a bottle of champagne in the fridge. I'd like the kitchen counters wiped with granite uh, like uh, cleaner, not with the regular cleaning product. Anything you want, as detailed or as, as generic as you'd like it. Um, you then send your checklist to your service provider, and um, the checklist can be anything from a cleaning checklist to a maintenance checklist to a landscaping gardening checklist to, you know, sort of, God forbid, pest control, um, snow removal, um, leaf blowing in the winter, I mean, any in the fall, I mean, anything you'd like. Um, your service provider then receives the checklist 
And as they go about the task, they know exactly what it is that you'd like them to do. Um, they check off the tasks on their mobile device, on their mobile phone. Um, you see in real time that they've arrived on site. Um, you see that they're checking off the tasks, so you get peace of mind that everything was done exactly to your instructions. Um, and then most importantly, you have the opportunity to actually set some verification points at which point um, your service provider is going to take a photo so you know what your place looks like after they've, they've completed the task. They can also annotate any problem. Um, they can send you a photo back if they come across a problem. And problems can be anything from the benign, like you know, you're running out of a certain supply, which then allows you to reorder that supply, to um, documenting guest damage, or to um, making you aware of a maintenance issue that that may need your attention. So it's basically it's a it's a it's a fairly comprehensive app that allows you to manage the entire workflow of um, turning over your vacation rental. Um, it's available on mobile. It's also available on the desktop now. So for property managers, um, which have been a big, big, big adopter of our product, um, we're now able to support anything from tens of listings to hundreds of listings, and we're moving towards um, supporting property managers with thousands of listings. Fantastic. So what, what's the cost of this, Alex? So it's still free, um, but it's not going to be free for much longer. Um, the consumer version um, is typically it sort of depends on how many listings you have, but it runs at about $8 per month per listing. Um, and the property manager version um, depends obviously on scale. And for property managers, um, it's, uh, it depends on what modules you require. It's sort of in a similar price, price uh, ballpark of pricing. Okay, so, so still you know, fairly inexpensive. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, sort of. If you look at the sort of the overall cost of a cleaning and um, sort of how, like, the time savings that you get from it, but like most importantly, the quality improvements that you get from it, it's a very, very small percentage of your actual cleaning cost. Um, the like going the one thing I didn't talk about yet. It's um, as you become a more advanced user, we've very much focused on making the product um, easy to access. So you can start with the very basic things, just sending a job request. Then you can uh, sort of move up and start developing a very sophisticated um, checklist. You can start from our text templates that we give to you. So you don't have to create your own checklist. You can actually use one of ours. And then you can go all the way to make it as complicated or as detailed as you'd like to make it. Um, the, like where we think the biggest opportunity in the long term is that it allows you to customize every single guest experience, sort of going back to the guest experience part in that you can like add small additions to each checklist to cater to the specific demands of that guest. And I think you've, you've given many examples um, of how you do it at your cottages. That's anything from you know, making a guest aware that the, um, that the northern lights are visible on a certain day and maybe leaving um, fishing gear for them if you know that that's what they're interested in, or binocular if they're, if they're into stargazing, like anything they're interested in. So you know, it allows you to sort of add those little touches and customize every single checklist um, in very, very short amount of time. And so basically allow for a very customized experience um, to cater to each specific guest's um, needs. And, and I've, been, I've been in there. I've been on the desktop, uh, <clears throat> on the web app, and um, I'm starting to uh, put together my lists for, for just my own property to start with. And I've been, uh, um, yeah, just it, it, it is so easy and a lot of fun to do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we, we hear it a lot, and that's like that, that always makes me smile. Yeah, and my um, in my my no, my cleaning lady, my property manager for for my property is is really into this, and she she's been sitting beside me saying, "Yes, I'll do that," and don't forget I do this as well, and you know, don't forget the mouse trap, which is interesting because before this, um, 
you know, we, we have mice. We have a lot of mice in cottage country. So just about every cottage owner is going to be setting traps at some time. And you can do a changeover. And if, if there's mouse droppings, you've got to set a trap. And then forgetting to tell a guest that there's a trap set and they hear this big bang in the middle of the night <laughs> is, you know, that, that, that's happened. So it's just the little things like that to say, you know, I've set the mouse trap and I'm, I mean, most of the guests who come in are quite aware of, you know, this, this is one of the quirks of cottage country and they're, they're quite happy that there's going to be mouse traps. Some of them want somebody to come and remove the, um, the, remove the, um, the, the dead body. Um, and others are quite happy to do it, but uh, you know, it's it's letting them know that, that this thing is there. No, that, that, that's exactly right. I mean, letting them know that there is a mouse trap, but then also letting your housekeeper know um, where all the mouse traps are. What, what, like letting your housekeeper know where all the mouse traps are, and then you know, God forbid, if like next time it's actually someone different um, yes. doing the turnover, <laughs> uh, making sure that they empty all of the traps. I mean, it's it's all those little things that make a huge difference. But Heather, I wanted to pick up on something you started from. Um, the fact that you're actually building your checklists um, together with your housekeeper, I think that's that's exactly best practice. Um, and um, sort of you ask early on one of the like, things where we're hearing from owners, um, some of the most successful owners that are using properly in like the most innovative ways, um, what they found is that working very, very closely with their housekeepers actually drastically in, improves the quality of service that they can provide because the housekeeper actually is there every day or like is there much more, much more regular than they are. And um, not only do they know what's going on at their property and have lots and lots of interesting suggestions, but um, they also are a great resource for figuring out best best practices from everyone else, i.e. because they're not just working for them, they're working for other owners. So working closely with your housekeeper and looking for their suggestions um, is, is a really good way of using the product effectively and creating a much better experience for guests. Yes, and I've, I've certainly found that with working, working with Carol. She's, she's telling me things that she does at my property that I had no idea about. Um, that I had never thought of. Uh, you know, and here, here's an example. We all have junk drawers at home. And th those, those junk drawers have, have a habit of loading themselves up with stuff. I, I think some fairy comes in in the middle of the night and throws a great bundle of, of rubber bands and, um, and, and throat tablets into a junk drawer. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced this, <laughs> yes. but it also happens in, in our properties. And, and I had no idea that, uh, that Carol makes it a point to open the drawer, the, the, the specific junk drawer in, in our cottage and do a clean out every week. I, I just, just didn't realize that. So she, you know, she wanted that added to the list. So, so that, that's just one example of, of why I think it's, you know, when, when you're making these checklists, it really is worthwhile sitting down with a person who knows the property probably better than you. Yeah, no, and it's, um, I mean, I, like there's an example that I've, I've seen quite a bit, which is uh, it's not quite the junk drawer, but um, bedside tables, um, bedside tables, and particularly the drawers in bedside tables is where glasses get lost. Mm -hmm. um, so a number of the cleaners that we've been working with, um, they make it a point to always open the drawer of the bedside table because um, sure enough, like about one out of every 10 times, like they find that someone left their glasses in there. Um, and you want to make sure that you actually find them right after the guest leaves so you know who the glasses belong to as opposed to three months later when you then have to email every single guest who stayed there for the last three months and figure out whose glasses were left behind. Yeah, ab absolutely. Glasses, medications, all sorts of other things. Are left in bedside drawers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. 
Yeah, like, which is another great reason to make sure someone checks before the guest finds <laughs> finds whatever was left in there. Absolutely. So I'm going to be putting a, a link to the Properly app on, on the show notes. And I do encourage everybody to go, and if you haven't already, to go have a look and, and check it out. So before we finish, Alex, are there any other tools or techniques that, that you recommend owners consider when they're, they're looking at remote management of their property? Yeah, I think there's a there's a been big innovation in home automation, um, and I think the area that uh, I think that's one of the most interesting ones is around access. Um, so anything around smart locks, I think, is a very interesting area. I mean, it, again, it helps you with peace of mind, being able to lock unlock the property remotely, being able to um, know when the guests arrived and when they left um, is is quite helpful. Um, one thing that gives me peace of mind is I'm using connected um, smoke detectors everywhere now. Um, I'm using, specifically I'm using one by Nest um, that is now working well for me. It didn't work so well for me at the beginning. Um, it allows me to know when I need to change the batteries and I can remotely monitor any alarms. So I think connected home technology is, is has come a long way and I think it's slowly getting to the point where um, it, it can actually make a big difference. One one tool that I mean I'm a I'm a gadget geek. One tool that I really like is and that I'm seeing guests make more and more use of is um, Alexa by Amazon. That's a that's a virtual assistant. Um, it's actually really a speaker that um, is connected to Amazon's Alexa service that allows you to ask any question, and um, Alexa is getting better and better at answering them. Um, it's it's been a quite interesting tool. I I bought it for myself, and I, I never expected guests to actually use it. And um, on the app that comes with it, I sort of see what questions Alexa has been asked, and it's it's amazing to see how much use guests are making of it. Anything from figuring out transportation options um, to asking about restaurants um, to getting translations. Um, so I think that's an area to watch that is is going to become more and more interesting. So Alexa is one of those products. Um, Google Home is a competing product that's come out recently. And I think they're all interesting ways to, number one, sort of act as a guest concierge, but number two, also act as the hub to manage all home automation. So it sort of ties to the first topic that I started to talk about. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's something Matt Landau mentioned recently in a in a post. It was in a Facebook post, and it really it sort of got to me. He he just said, um, if you haven't tried Siri or um, or Alexa by Amazon and the Echo um, machine, I guess you call it, yeah, um, yeah, then do it, do it, just try it because this is something that's going to be the norm in a few years' time. So the time to try it out is now when it's at the beginning. It's one of those things where you really need, do need to be an early adopter because it, it's not costly to be an early adopter of these things um, and just try it out and get to grips with it because before we know it, um, it's, it's going to be just part of everyday life anyway. Yeah, and that's and I think that's exactly right. I mean, it is it is an early adopter tool right now. It, as you said, it's not costly. Um, there's a version of um, Alexa that you can get for I think less than fifty dollars now. Um, and the the way I've been using it is I hate to push technology onto my guests because I think when they're on holiday they should be enjoying their holiday and not have to figure out something else. So I just let it sit there and um, without any explanation or without any instructions. And whoever is so inclined can play with it, and who's not interested doesn't have to. And I think that's a great way of experimenting with new technology um, and you start seeing what guests are using it for whether they like it or not how many of them are using it um, but it's it's sort of it's, it's very much on their terms 
if they'd like to, it is something to play with. And if they don't, they absolutely don't have to deal with it. And and I think, as you said, now is the time to start experimenting with these with these devices. Well, thanks very much for sharing that because, uh, yeah, certainly the connectivity, the home connectivity, is something that uh, that I, I you know I, I want to promote to to owners. Mike uses Nest in his property, and and I just love the fact that. You know, a guest calls and says, I'm having problems getting into the property. And he just unlocks it via his phone um, and, and you know, turns the heating down after people have left and the air conditioning down after they've left and that sort of thing. So, you know, it is actually really, really cost effective at the end of the day. Having just gone down to my cottage, um, we had guests leave two days ago. And this was the first time we went down to it and the fire was on. Um, the, the propane fireplace has been on running for two days and we've been at minus 26 centigrade at night so uh, so that probably went through pretty much a half tank of propane um having that happen but if we'd had a connected system in that property we would have known that fire was on we could have turned it down and probably paid for the system in um in what we would have saved in propane yeah, it's, that's, that's exactly right. And then on the flip side, you know, if you have a connected system, um, you can, if you know that the guests are arriving at five o'clock in the afternoon, why not turn on the heat um, an hour or two earlier? So when they arrive at the home, it's actually warm and, and ready for them, um, which is a very small expense, but makes a big difference in the guest experience. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Alex, we're just about, we, well, we are at our time. And I just want to thank you so much for, for, for being with me once again. It's always an absolute pleasure to talk with you. Likewise, um, thank you very much for having me. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you um, at the Vacation Rental Success Summit again um, in in Toronto. And thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, like the website address for properly is getproperly.com. Um, and would love to hear from everyone if they have a good or bad experience with our product. Um, we'd love feedback. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, Alex. And I'll make sure that uh, that all these things are in the show notes so every, anybody can check them out. And, uh, and make a comment, please, if, you, uh, if, if you'd like to know anything about Properly, and I'm sure Alex will come along and answer the question. Great. Thank you, Heather. Very, very much enjoyed talking to you. Just as I said at the beginning, uh, just one of the nicest people that I've met in this industry. I mean, there's a ton of nice people, but, you know, Alex sort of, yeah, he's, uh, he's just one of the best. So thank you so much, Alex, for joining me and for talking about properly. And you've really, you know, you, you've um, motivated me to really get to get going and share this out amongst my uh, my my owners in my property management company. Because as you know, we don't have a property management arm to our company. We don't we don't employ housekeepers. All our owners do their own property management. They either do it themselves or they employ a uh, a service provider uh, independently. So I'm going to make it a real goal this year to get this out to all my property owners. So that's it for another week. It's been an absolute pleasure being with you. Don't forget to go to the show notes where you can, uh, where I'll put the links for the things that uh, Alex and I have talked about. That's properly. I'll put a link to Nest, put a link to, um, Alexa by Amazon. I'm going to go check that out too because uh, I I need to learn some of this technology. As I get older, you know, the um, the adaptation to new technology seems to get a little harder. So I have to really work at it. So I'm going to go check that out. And then uh, anything else we might have, have, have chatted about, 
that has a URL you will find on the show notes. Um, please comment. Please let us know what you um, what you thought of um, the conversation and if you have any, any questions to ask and uh, Alex will come back and answer them for you. So again, been an absolute pleasure to be with you again this week and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.